Hello, hello. Welcome to the Personal Stylist Podcast. My name is Sydney and I am your host. If you are new here, this is a podcast specifically for personal stylists who are ready to take a different point of view in how they approach their business. We cover everything from mindset to business to, of course, creating your signature service so that you can go from overworked to profitably booked. This month on the podcast, we are doing a series on mental blocks, four mental blocks and four syndromes, 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 yes, that you may have had, have experienced, are currently experiencing, and very well may experience in the future. Not only are we looking at these four syndromes, we are looking at what are your ninja moves to get yourself out of those blocks? Last week, we talked about inner critic syndrome. If you haven't listened, go give it a listen. Because you know what? We all have a little inner critic running around in our heads. And it is so vital, so important that you get that little inner critic off your shoulder understand what their purpose is, and know how to ninja your way out of listening to them. Today, we are going to talk about all about the infamous imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. This is the big one, right? That gets thrown around all of the time whenever we feel afraid to do something, we have imposter syndrome, right? Here's the definition, quote, a definition from the internet. So there's probably a few different ones, but I liked this definition. It says, imposter syndrome is a feeling that your accomplishments, no matter how impressive, are unearned, along with a persistent fear that you will be exposed as a phony. There is a lot to unpack in this definition, and that is what we're going to do today so that you can recognize when imposter syndrome is showing up, how it's showing up, and your ninja move to move past that. We all know that everybody experiences or has experienced imposter syndrome, right? And if they say they haven't, they are probably lying or they are just very evolved. They are like an angel, they are an alien, they are like a being in the third dimension who has transcended the human experience. Because when you have people as esteemed and respected and revered as Maya Angelou, rest in peace, who said, I have written 11 books, but each time I think, "Uh uh-oh, they're gonna find me out. I've run a game on everyone, and they're gonna find me out. When this amazing, incredible author says something like this, we start to understand that we all have this imposter syndrome running around. How does it show up? This is how I've noticed in my experience and in clients that imposter syndrome is showing up. It's when you start hearing the question in your brain that asks, who am I to do this? 
I feel like it's all going to come crashing down on me. Someone's going to figure out that I'm not qualified to do this. I feel like a fake. I feel like I'm faking it. I am definitely not good enough to be doing the thing that I want to do. I'm not qualified enough. I don't have enough experience. All of these thoughts in our brain show up when we're experiencing imposter syndrome. What this might look like on the back end in this physical 3D world, especially for you as a personal stylist, is you might resist, quote unquote, bragging on yourself or even just something as simple as sharing your your background, your experience, your qualifications, your certifications, and just your general skill set and accomplishments. If you think about wanting to share those things and you don't, you pull back or something in your head says, who are you to be sharing these things? That is imposter syndrome coming through and showing up in a very real way that is affecting your business for the negative. This can also show up for you if you are constantly comparing yourself and looking at other people and having a feeling that they are always doing it better. And this idea that, oh my gosh, if I was as good as so-and-so, then I would be doing this. Or I'm not doing this, so I'm not as good as so-and-so, so maybe I don't even have a place in this industry. That is imposter syndrome. If you aren't sharing your client testimonials, your client transformations, the amazing things that your clients are saying about you, and if you aren't actually getting the right testimonials, like if you are just getting testimonials that says, Susie is a great stylist. I really felt like I could talk to her. That's honestly a crappy testimonial because that's not truly showcasing your skills and the transformations that you got for your clients. Sorry, I just cracked my knuckles. (laughs) Um, So if you are not sharing those testimonials or if you are sharing a very watered down version of a client testimonial, that's imposter syndrome showing up. If you never really sell your services or if it's always a very kind of soft sell, that's imposter syndrome. You are not owning what it is you do. You are not showing up confidently. You are not giving people information that they need to know that they want to work with you. Something that I have noticed and I have found is that imposter syndrome usually shows up the hardest when you are actually the best at that thing that you're feeling impostery around. I had a mentor that said this once, uh, James Wedmore, and he said, the fact that you are having imposter syndrome actually automatically means that you're not an imposter. Because if someone is an imposter, they're not going to have those feelings at all. So rest assured that if you are feeling like you're an imposter and you're having these thoughts, you are not. That is simply your brain trying to keep you safe, trying to pull you back to your comfort zone. Remember, we talked about our brains and our comfort zones and all of that stuff in the previous episode. 
So when imposter syndrome shows up, you're actually on the right path. You're doing something you're supposed to be doing and you have to gather up the courage to keep doing it. And I wanna share a story about my version of imposter syndrome and a realization that I had around it. I started as a personal stylist in around 2014, styling friends and family, you know, it was my side hustle hobby and started working for myself in 2016. I have been through a lot of different transitions in my business. I've done a lot of different things. I started working with and coaching other personal stylists in like 2017, 2018. And for the past several years, I have gone through some personal life transitions that were pretty big. And I put a lot of my styling business on hold. And it's only been recently that I have in the past maybe six months started taking on styling clients again. And when I would talk to my styling client prospects, I, um, or post on social media or not post on social media about styling, there was no thought process or sense that I needed to prove that I was a good stylist because I know that I'm a great personal stylist. <laughs> I don't need anyone to validate me or tell me that I'm good or tell me that I'm great because I know that when I work with my clients, I am getting real results and I am incredibly confident in that. What I had imposter syndrome around was being a coach. And it's so interesting because I personally believe that when I am in coach mode and I'm working with my clients as a coach, I am operating in my zone of genius. Being a coach is actually what I do best. As a stylist, I believe I'm awesome at styling but I kind of believe that I am operating in my zone of excellence as a stylist. I am great at styling. I can do it. I love it. My clients get good results. I'm actually better and love coaching people a degree more than I do working as a stylist. And so when I had that revelation, it made so much sense to me why over the years I have not shown up as well as I could have or should have. While it has taken me a while to sort of um, come to my own niche as a coach with what I do, helping stylists create signature services, and to be bold about that and to own it because I had imposter syndrome around that. And I had imposter syndrome around the thing that I am most excellent at. I had this revelation about two months ago, ironically enough, <laughs> working with a style client who is a friend of mine. She's also a fellow coach. She's a mindset life coach. And so we're able to have these conversations and I was able to kind of save her, you know, I have no, you know, qualms about talking about myself as a stylist. And I feel like I've had reservations about being a coach. And it's because of this idea of imposter syndrome, which in reality is not true at all. I'm an amazing coach. I get great results for my clients. And 
you may be experiencing some of this yourself as a personal stylist in showing up and owning what you are best at. And I can promise you that if you have feelings of imposter syndrome, it's not because you don't belong in the room. It's not because you are not a great stylist. It's not because you are not qualified or an expert or an authority. It's because you are all of those things. And it feels a little uncomfortable to own that. And what might happen when you really do own that might feel scary. That's a little foreshadowing to a future episode, by the way. So how do you move out of imposter syndrome? I have a ninja move for you that is so, so good. It might just, you know, your brain might be all wowed by this. (laughs) I'm using my conscious language. I wanted to say this might blow your mind. And I didn't want to say that because that's not conscious language. I don't literally want to blow your mind. I want you to be, to think about this in a new light and a new angle. So in my group program, I was talking to one of my amazing stylists, Eunice. She is um, at the Spiritual Glamorous and you need to go follow her ASAP. We were talking about her. She's currently working a full-time job and building her business as a stylist on the side about this idea of her feeling resistant. And I have permission to share this, by the way, I asked her um, because it was such a good story and such a good conversation about sharing her skills as a stylist on social media. And she said something so interesting. And that was when she goes in, like when she applied for her job, she was all gung-ho about, here's my skill sets. Here's where I am. Here's what I bring to the table. Here's why I'm going to make this better. Here's all of the things that I have done in the past that make me amazing for this position. And she was like, you know, when I go into that, like the whole point of having a resume and having all my accomplishments listed out and me talking about those is to literally convince this person to hire me and give me a job. And so the revelation was, can you do that for yourself on your social media? If you can do it in this one avenue of a resume, what is there any different about talking about those skill sets on social media or your website or when you're talking to clients? Because just like an employer wants to know what you bring to the table and how you're going to help them your clients and prospective clients want to know what you bring to the table. They want to know all of the things you've done. They want to know who you've worked with, where you've worked, what skill set do you have that is going to make you the best stylist for their job, which is transforming their style. This is your ninja move to write out like you're writing a resume and applying for a job, all of your skill sets. So if I was writing this for myself, something I would say is I have done magazine, styling for magazine photo shoots. I have done commercial editorial shoots. I have worked as the onset stylist for a branding photographer. I have been a speaker at various events here in Richmond. 
I have served as a small business mentor for the city's chamber of commerce. I have coached personal stylists to create their signature services and to make buku bucks while they're doing it. What is your resume? Write it down because that is your ninja move. And then I want you to practice it on social media. I want you to say why you are the best person for the job. And you know why you're doing this? This is not just to make you feel better or to make you look good. It will probably do those things, but this is proof that your clients know they are hiring the best person. That was a side kind of conversation that jump-started this whole resume, resume piece was Eunice saying, feeling like she almost had to brag on herself or like prove that she was the person for the job. And there's nothing wrong with that because when you apply for a job, you are trying hard as hell to prove that you are the best person for this. And you should be doing that for your clients on social media as well, because they deserve to know all of your background, all of your skill set, all of the things that make you you and that make you the most amazing stylist for them. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Personal Stylist Podcast. You are amazing. You are qualified. You are here and you're meant to be in the room. Go write your resume. Go share it. Go be proud to your profitable success. Bye now.